Hi there, everyone. My name is Thomas Segi, and I'm the 2019 Pride of the Hyde, and welcome to The Kink Closet. This is a podcast where I'm going around interviewing people in the community to find out their stories. Today, I am joined by the ever-lovely Pepper Pop. Pepper, say hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good to hear you from re- you. Good to hear from you, too. Are you ready for The Kink Closet? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, for those listening you might know pepper from um where she works at eagle leather uh she was also part of the amazing fantastic party in melbourne and she also last year uh was a judge at the melbourne rubber men 2019 titles the bay area rubber title elections and she was also at geared adelaide where she judged the miss and mr adelaide leather titles gosh you got around last year I certainly did. 2020 feels like a waste so far. I've done absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're not the only one feeling that. (laughs) All right. So, Peppa, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the question I ask everyone else. Tell me who you were before you were a fetish person. Oh, wow. I was a lot of people before I was a fetish person. Well, um, I... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I grew up in uh, Tasmania. Oh, uh, well. In Launceston, yeah. Um, and when I turned 18, I was basically like, this is it. I need to get out of here. This is too small um, and I need a big city. So um, after I turned 18, about 10 days later, I packed everything I owned into my little um, Corolla and I got <laughs> on the uh, Spirit of Tasmania and off I went to Melbourne on my big adventure. Yeah. Um, around that time, wow, I was into um, cars and hip hop, and uh, later I got into wine. I got a job at Liquorland, and um, I had some really good mentors there. And I got into the wine industry for about nearly a decade, and then halfway through there, I kind of found fetish, and the rest is history. Okay, so the wine and the fetish didn't have anything to do with each other did they no not really but i guess i kind of i like working in an industry where people are spending money because they want to because it makes them happy you know like it's not like if you if you're working in i don't know like i guess the tax office or somewhere like that where every time people like call you or deal with you they're grumpy and they don't want to have to spend money on these whereas i kind of like being part of an industry where it's like for your leisure and for your enjoyment, you know, and, and the customers in accordance are, like, so happy to engage with you and to be there and, you know, like you can develop friendships with your customers and stuff like that. So I guess they had that in common, but that's probably where the similarities end, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's good to kind of work in those places where you have a bit more positivity with the customer base. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I guess another benefit working in the wine industry, we got to have – like tastings at work that was all part of it (laughs) and now I get to take home sex toys and like try them out and see how they are so (laughs) they both had their benefits I mean I would hope as someone who is part of Eagle Leather that you uh, can stand by your products or stand with or stand in your products or on them yeah or on them (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's go back to uh Fresh Pepper in Melbourne um just to talk about what was happening from what was what were you experiencing between the Launceston and then the Melbourne? What was it like for you in that in that stage? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I guess in Launceston, um, I was at public school for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like hooking up with boys and like doing all this like kind of sexually adventurous sort of stuff. And then my parents like ripped me out and put me in private school. 
And when I got to the private school, no one was holding hands or kissing or even talking to boys. And I was suddenly like this um, slut, I guess, that they called me and treated me like and, and uh, picked on me. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, so I kind of like um, just kept adventuring. That was what I was into. I really liked pushing the envelope with that stuff. And so when I moved to Melbourne and found the fetish scene, I was like, oh, my God, like I can actually do this stuff that I want to do and not be judged or be called names or, you know, it's actually seen as like a positive thing. Like if you want to like really play with your sexuality, be open-minded and really experience everything that life has to offer, it's not seen as a negative and that was just so refreshing to me. That was all I had ever wanted. So it was like an awakening for me. So you felt like um, the sexual um, person or just who you were as a teenager was finally getting um, their Yeah. Yeah, their break, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And just even just like taking the power back on all the people that called me those names and at the time it felt so horrible and then I was like actually I don't mind those terms anymore I can kind of re-empower myself with those terms and say I am a slut and that's fine like I love sex like that's cool there's nothing wrong with that you know so that was that's been like a probably what I've gone through over the last decade with my sexuality and and how I've felt about everything so yeah so Melbourne's been amazing for me I'm so happy that I moved here well that's good and it's uh, it's really positive that you feel empowering because I'm pretty sure a lot of people um, listening to this feel those kind of things where um, if they were quite vocal about what they're into and they've been kind of um, talked shut negatively yeah, yeah shut down on yeah. it's good to hear there is empowerment available just by finding the right people absolutely yeah um so when was there a particular time that you can remember where um, you first either found your people or found the fetish community that you really remember that's like a significant point? There's a, there's a few. There's like, um, so I guess when I um, first got into it, like I, um, my first sort of consensual SM yep. experience was actually a guy, um, I worked at McDonald's and <laughs> <laughs> it was on Smith Street McDonald's and it was like a Saturday night. I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great hookup place, let me tell you. Um, yeah, I used to work the 11 p.m. till 7 a.m. shift um, and there was a really cute guy that came in one night. It must have been like 3 or 4 a.m. or something for his like on the way home, grab a cheeseburger or whatever. Yeah. And he invited me out on a date and I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to do that. And so yeah. we, <laughs> we went out on a date and then he took me back to his place and spanked me and it was just like – I'd already, like, obviously I already knew what spanking was and I'd already been, like, looking up all this porn and stuff online and, like, I knew I was into it but I hadn't had that experience um, in real life before with somebody else. And so that was probably, like, a a moment where I was like, oh, that was everything I thought it was going to be and I just have to do this. I have to explore this and find the community. And so I got on um, alt.com, which I guess was that era's kind of fet life um and there was all these chat rooms and stuff and so there was like a melbourne chat room and i made friends with other people in the community here and they were like come out come to these events do these things and i was like so scared i remember the first event that i went to was called um chains and they've been going for such a long time and i was Mm. so nervous that i drank a whole bottle of baileys before i turned up (laughs) 
Just to walk in the front door, I was so terrified. And um, and when I got in there, I didn't have anything to worry about. That was so lovely to me. And I met um, some people that have become really close friends to me since then. And they looked after me and made sure I got home okay. And yeah. Um, and from that moment on, I was like, wow, I don't actually have to drink a bottle of Bailey's to go out. They're actually like really amazing people and they're really welcoming and there's nothing to be afraid of or um or fearful of and so it kind of just kicked off from there i started going to all the different clubs and meeting different people and Mm -hmm. and yeah like just felt like i'd found home okay so um with this one there you said oh i didn't actually need a bottle of baileys is there something what did you learn that made you not want to do it that that you made you know that you didn't need that baileys that you could tell someone hey all I needed was to know this and therefore I would have felt more comfortable going to the front door. I don't know. I feel like I, I knew so little back then. I just didn't know what to expect. And I was so used to going out to, you know, I was like 19 or 18. And so yeah. I was quite used to just going out to a hip hop bar on a Friday or Saturday night and just drinking so much and then going home with someone. And that was just the, the way that I did it at that age. That was the cycle. Yeah. And so, when you're going to a fetish event for your first time and you're like by yourself and you're like, oh, my God, what if they, you know, what if everything that's gone through my high school, what if everyone hates me or what if they yeah. pick on me or what if they don't like me or what if I'm too fucking weird for them, you know, like, <laughs> and then you just turn up and they're just, like, lovely. Like, they even, like, you know, I'd, obviously I'd had too much to drink and one of them actually drove me home at the end of the night made sure yeah. I got home safe and I was like, wow, this is the opposite of, I don't even know what I was expecting, but it was the opposite of that. Like, I'd never met such a nice, welcoming group of people who were just, like, lovely and introducing me to people and showing me, like, needle play, which I'd never seen before and flogging that I'd never seen in person before. I was just, like, it was the most mind-blowing night, you know, to realise that exists. Would you say you're, like, a kid in a candy store at that point? I think so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, um... I just didn't expect, I don't know, I had no expectation, but I just didn't expect it to be so what I needed and what I was after. Oh, well, that's good. And then how did how did Miss Pepper go from then? So you're seeing all these different things that you're liking. How did your journey go after that? Yeah, so uh, that night at Chains I actually met uh, my mentor, Global Slut, and she had already been in fetish for quite a while and she was all confident and she had all the outfits and she was like, okay, I'm going to take you here. I'm going to show you these things. We're going to play with this and that. And she was just like, I guess she like opened up that world for me and, you know, it was also someone to just hold my hand and take me yeah. through it all without fear or, you know, not with no like um, expectation of like, I'm going to show you all these things and then we're going to have this type of relationship. She was just really like a mentor to me. Um, and that was just like exactly what I needed and just, um, reaffirming for me that I could make friends that were like me and there were people out there that was into what I was into and yeah, just like so lucky, so lucky to have met her and had that experience. Okay. That's interesting. Talk to me more about what a mentor and what that, uh, what that meant for you in your development. Yeah. Look, I think the term mentor has a lot of. Well, I guess it can be taken in a lot of different ways. And yeah, of course. Approach mentorship in different ways. And, you know, some people see a mentor as someone who can teach them how to be a bottom or how to be a, a slave or maybe they have that sexual relationship or that DS relationship or maybe yeah. they 
they do SNM together. Whereas for me, um, she was more like um, a guidance. Like we played in the end, but not for a long time. It was by my own. Um, by your own, um, like, like I, accord. Yeah, exactly. So there wasn't like that kind of element of like um, someone with all the experience and power coming in and like taking advantage of a new person yeah. who might not know how to say no yet or how things work or might think that the first person they meet might be <clears throat> like this perfect master or mistress yeah. or, or whatever for them. So she was really like non-threatening and just like just a hand the pressure off. Yeah, just to guide. Yeah, it yeah. was it was exactly what I needed at that time. Well, that's good that like you felt that when you did do those when you did take that step that you wanted to, you felt like you had an informed decision. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And just someone to even like bounce ideas off. Like when I first met um, BJ, which was 12 years ago now, she was Mm -hmm. the one that I'd go to and say, you know, what, what should I be looking for in a person that I want to be with? I think I want to be with this person, but you know, I've never had a master before and you know, what should I be looking out for or, or what sort of things should I be doing? And she was like, you know, saying, oh, you know, maybe when you first play with them in private, you should let me know and, you know, say where you are and, and we'll have a time that I, you can contact me and say that you got home safely. And yeah. just all things that like when you're starting out, everything's like, wow, amazing. Like there's all this stuff going on and maybe you don't think about like safety, all the, safety all the... that you might learn about later yeah. and things like that. So it's always good to have someone who's been around and like knows what things can go wrong and like looks looks for those things and makes sure that you've got a safe place to land. Yeah, it's kind of like you've got an experienced expert but also just a really good friend or bestie on, in your corner. Yeah, absolutely. Someone to bounce off afterwards and say, yeah, hey, I experienced this and now I'm going through that or sub drop or, or whatever, you know, things or guilt or, or whatever you might feel afterwards just to have someone to go, I've been there and this is, you know, what I did to get through or or, you know. Just listen, yeah. Yeah, well, that's very nice. Now, um, so you've had your mentors, you're um, you're experiencing things in the fetish community. Now, how do you see yourself with how you are with your fetish at the moment? So at, at that time or now, do you mean? Like, yeah, you've gone through, you've had the mentor, you've experienced yeah. experience, and, like, you've... You've got all these, you know, like going from your first event to finding those people that are helping guide you. Yeah. How have they kind of shaped into who you are today? Yeah, so I guess um, she gave me my first piece of rubber and I've become a massive rubberist. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> and she gave me my first pair of boots and, you know, I like I'm really into high heels and thigh-high boots and things. But at that time I was a complete um, submissive total bottom and I never thought that I would switch or have any interest in topping or anything like that I just thought oh that's for other people um and you know I actually I was really into sex back then and so when I first got with BJ we actually weren't um having sex so we actually just did um a DS relationship with SM play um with no sex no kissing nothing like that so it was really stripped back from everything I had experienced before that and I think that made it more like intoxicating because it was completely new to me and it was challenging yeah. all these new and different ways. And that's been quite amazing. And that relationship has definitely like grown and changed and developed over the years. And, you know, we switched now, whereas at the start it was definitely, he was always in charge and it's just been yeah. really interesting to like not restrict it in any way or say this relationship fits into this box or whatever, just like go with the flow and see how the energy changes over time. Yeah. Well, that's quite interesting. Um, 
the fact that you've seen it evolve with it there. Now, I'm just going to touch on it quickly. Uh, how were you in able to kind of process a dynamic like evolving? Did you did you was there teething periods with all those different things challenging? It was it something to get your head around. Yeah, I think um, I became pretty. Well, I wouldn't say I became good at being a bottom. I was pretty bratty. Um, <laughs> I was never particularly, I was good at being bad, but like I got used to it and I got used to being in that headspace and what that meant. But that also kind of taught me um, what parts about that I liked and what got me off. And um, and so now I incorporate those elements kind of into my topping. So it's kind of been a natural evolution, but there's definitely been parts that were more challenging, sort of like my confidence. And yeah. I'm, I'm someone who doesn't attack anything unless I think I can do a good job. So the thought of doing something brand new that I might not be good at is really um, scary to me. So yeah. there was definitely a period where he was sort of like, why don't you try um, topping? And I was like, okay. But then I was so nervous. I was like, oh, am, I, am I doing this right? And he was just sort of like, don't, don't try to be the perfect like, top. Like, yeah, don't try to be like all these mistresses that you see online or um, or try to act like something. You're not just be you and just be a bit ditzy and be a bit cute and fun and at the same time really cruel in your, you know, a way that comes naturally, like to you and be authentically you. Be authentically Pepper, the ditzy cutie one, but also... And fall over his dick a couple of times and then whack it. I don't know, like... <laughs> <laughs> just be a bit of a ditz, but at the same time, like just be, yeah, just don't try to, don't try to um, measure yourself on what everyone else is doing or stop looking, like don't watch yeah. what everyone else is doing, just do what feels natural. And that made it so much easier once I thought. Well, that's good. Now, Peppa, um, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, what, what advice would you give to let's just say, a youngster who's just moved um, who thinks they might be kinky but don't know how to attack it? I would say go out go out to events. Like, go out and meet people, especially at the munches and the social events. Like, um, the great thing about, you know, when I went to Change, the first event that I went to, um, they had, like, a social room and then a playroom. So they mm-hmm. had a room where you could really get comfortable and just go and chat and you didn't have to subject yourself to anything or be involved in any play you could just go and meet people and I understand that's kind of like maybe what the hide is like in Sydney you know well, yeah yeah like just more of like a social like make friends and then you can take them to other places or, or do different things down the track you don't have to do everything in one night but just like dip your toe in the water like yeah well the event thing yeah so with um the one thing that I've liked from the hide and actually the events in Sydney is that there's the social focus because um there is no option for a bar to have a, a sex a play play space right so it is um kind of um allowed for a lot more social interactions to happen so therefore you by the time that you actually have to uh get to know someone yeah and the pressure is taken away from it because it's more of the rapport building between the two people rather than um just jumping straight to that what a cool concept you know like (laughs) kind of like the opposite of like dance parties and dark rooms and stuff like that it almost kind of seems novel to like go back the other way you know well let's just say it's refreshing yeah and it's cool yeah 
and it just um again i'm only speaking from my own view that i do find that it has kind of led to some more enriching experiences because there's um definitely feels much more satisfying that you've both had to talk to each other get to know each other and they realize that yes we do have these common things and then agree to it and then have it so absolutely yeah i think there's, <laughs> there's, there's merits to both ways isn't there yes, like of course. Had amazing anonymous sex over the years but at the same mm-hmm. time like there's definitely something to be said for like um having a conversation first and getting what each other are about especially when you're talking about dominance and submission and getting into the yeah. connection can be so important so it's really cool to have that kind of like hands off um easygoing event that you can go to it and even also even just make friends to take to yeah. other events so you're not so alone you know of course and friends have always helped everywhere absolutely all right well pepper uh i think that's all the time for we have today how are you feeling yeah good thanks that was fun well thank you for coming into my closet and then coming out again <laughs> now- <laughs> thank you for having me on the show now was it was it a good experience for you as it was for me yeah it was really good yeah i loved it all right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. If you're in Melbourne, um, head down to Eagle Leather. Um, you might see Pepper there or the other friendly staff, and um, I'm sure they would love to say hello. Thanks, Thomas. All right, Pepper. I'll see you around sometime when hopefully then these things start easing up sometime soon. Yeah, it'll part. We'll get there. We'll get there. Everyone stay positive, and there will be another side to this. Perfect. All right, Pepper. Thank you so much. See you later. Have a good night. Bye.